listening to the Plano Pulse, a Plano Chamber podcast keeping you in tune with the heartbeat of the local business community. It's time for the Plano Pulse. We here at the Plano Chamber are working hard on our 2021 events now. We would love to partner with you as a sponsor, buy virtual tables for your employees, and many other ways. We'd love to connect with you and get you more information on how you can partner with us on these great events. Find out more at planochamber.org or contact any Plano Chamber staff. Thank you for joining us for Plano Pulse. I'm Kelly Marcellos, President and CEO of the Plano Chamber. And I'm Steve McSwain, 2021 Board Chair of the Plano Chamber of Commerce. Today's episode of our podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Beckley & Associates. Please contact them for all your accounting needs. Steve, we have two very special guests today who are no strangers to this podcast. In fact, the first time I was on this podcast, at least one of these individuals was a host. Um, Jeff Beckley and Jamie Jolly are here today, and they were our original Plano Pulse hosts when the podcast first launched in 2018. So it's a bit of a walk down memory lane for both of them. Jamie Jolly serves as the Senior Executive Director of the Plano ISD Education Foundation, a position which she has held since 2019. Previously, Jamie and I got to work together as she served as the President and CEO of the Plano Chamber, Executive Director for the Greater Dallas Restaurant Association, and Director of Public Affairs for the Real Estate Council. Joining her is Jeff Beckley, the Managing Principal for Beckley & Associates, which he founded in 2004. Jeff served as board chair of the Plano Chamber, and I think you were chair when the Chamber won Chamber of the Year. So, best chamber in the universe. Yeah. Uh, Which, uh, and now you currently work alongside Jamie as board president for the Plano ISD Education Foundation. So, Jeff, Jamie, thanks so much for being here today and welcome back. Thanks for having us back. This is fun to be back, especially with with Jeff and Kelly and, and Steve, so we're excited. It's great to have you both familiar faces uh, doing great things in the community. We, we very much appreciate your efforts uh, and your lifelong commitment to the Plano community. And play, the Plano ISD Education Foundation plays um, a critical role in our community. Can you explain to us kind of um, what it is and how you accomplish your work? So I'll take a crack at this, and Jamie, you can correct me where I go off the rails here a little bit, but... Um, Basically, the Education Foundation is a fundraising uh, effort uh, that is really outside what the district will normally raise through property taxes and state funding, federal funding. The Education Foundation actually raises money to help all students in the Plano ISD achieve their full potential. And we do that by supporting our students, uh, their educators, the teachers, we, we do that by supporting them through programs like grants to educators and the Health uh, Science Academy, as well as uh, robotics and, and other programs, summer camp that, that, the, that the foundation supports. The foundation was actually created, uh, uh, gosh, almost 20 years ago, or maybe over 20 years, more like 30 years ago, when Robin Hood was a big thing back in the early 90s, and school funding was a real issue here locally. Uh, It was a really good way for the community to rally together to come up with extra funding to help support our students to, as I said, help them achieve their full potential. Jeff, I would just add, it's it's a great way for, the foundation is a great way for the business community to really interact and engage with the school district. 
and uh, we provide opportunities um, not just for funding, but also to partner, to mentor students, to help us develop programs where students can work, learn real life experiences from leading uh, business professionals in our community. Uh, so it's an all around uh, partnership and uh, we're fortunate to have such an engaged, engaged business community here in Plano. So one of the projects um, that I want to dive a little deeper into is the Core Store, which I think is such an, an innovative and special initiative. How did the Core Store come to be, and how does it support our Plano ISD teachers and students? Yes, yeah, so the Core Store is um, it is really a fun project. In fact, I was there last night and from four to six p.m. greeting our teachers while they were shopping for their students. Um, the Core Store is a physical location. It is set up as a school supply store where teachers can come in and get what they need for the classroom. And so through a partnership that was developed back in 2016, uh, the foundation really developed this program and it really came out of the, a survey that we did. We asked our teachers, um, how many of you spend your own money to get your classrooms ready to go back to school and what kind of supplies are you purchasing and things like that. And what we found that was a large percentage of teachers, as we all know, spend their own money. And we wanted to make it easier on our teachers. So we provide the core store. They can come in, they set up a time to come shop. They can get pencils, papers, backpacks, all kinds of supplies that are donated from the local business community and different organizations that do back to school drives throughout the year. So that's kind of a, a great way for our teachers to feel appreciated, to have the tools they need to support their students in the classroom. Yeah, so one, one quick anecdote, uh, and Jamie, you can share this better than I can because uh, you spoke with the teacher directly, but the, there was a teacher first year, uh, Plano ISD came from another school district, came to the core store, I believe uh, in the last few days and was just blown away by what, what the district has to offer through the core store and yeah. her comment. Yeah, go ahead. Well, and it's just rare. There's, this is not something that every school district does. So um, to be able to offer it to our 4,000 plus teachers across the district to, to have that resource. But yeah, this new teacher came in and she's like, can I just take a second and walk around and look at everything? Um, if you give, it, it's amazing. If you give teacher teachers the tools they need, colored pens, markers, art supplies, it's wonderful how they can really help support their students. So we're proud to provide that for every teacher. We also do some special um, shopping days for our Title I schools. And, um, and then also last year we launched an online service where they could order and then we would deliver to certain campuses to make it easier on our teachers. That's fantastic. The course, that, that is a great concept. Um, <clears throat> the foundation also does a great job of raising funds for the teachers and students. And, one of the ways you do this is through the Honor Roll Heroes Annual Campaign. Can you um, explain to us what the Honor Roll Heroes Annual Campaign is, please? Sure. So a lot of times we think the foundation, most of our donors are companies and organizations, but really and truly a lot of our money comes from people that have been positively impacted in the school district. So maybe it's parents, it's alumni, graduates, um, it's current teachers and employees. And so each year we, um, we have the Honor Roll Heroes campaign, which is our annual fundraising campaign. Our employees throughout the district participate, and typically they raise about $120,000 a year towards the foundation. And then we also have a community 
opportunity where businesses can pledge for their employees and make a contribution on behalf of their employees. We also have it where anyone in the any individual in the community can go online, make a contribution. Um, for any contribution of $40 or more, we provide a fun t-shirt that shows your support for Plano ISD. And all of those funds go into our general operating account, which allows us to really support the immediate needs of the district. Some of those budgeted programs like grants to educators, the core store, competitive robotics, things like that. So it's a very important part of our, our overall fundraising um, initiative. That's so great. Well, I'm going to switch gears just a little bit. Jamie, you've been in your role with the Education Foundation for two years now. And I feel like I remember that for some reason. Right? <laughs> Since you left me. Coincidentally, um, yeah. <laughs> and I think we can all agree, I know I can, that it has been two years like no other. Um, it's been a very interesting time with how COVID has impacted really everything. But specifically, how did COVID impact the Education Foundation's work? And how did you utilize resources to help the school district and our students? So I'll, I'll kick us off and Jeff can add to this as well. Yes, it was, you know, I, I remember I left for spring break and got the call from our superintendent that things might be changing and to be a, aware and ready. And um, within a few days, we were set up at home, working from home and trying to figure out how to best serve our families. So one of the things I, I think I'm most proud of of our, our board and our volunteers and our donors is that um, the core store existed, but the model there is for a teacher to come to us and shop and get what they need in school supplies. But all of a sudden you have over 50,000 students and their families at home trying to figure out how do I do an art project? Cause I can't, I don't have art supplies in my home. And at the time, at the early days of the pandemic they weren't comfortable getting in the car and running to the store. So what we did is we actually pulled in a few key volunteers. Um, we took the school supplies we had in the store. We packaged that into supply kits. And then we engaged with volunteers from the board in our PTA. And we actually hand delivered over 950 supply kits to homes throughout Plano. And I should say other cities, but throughout Plano ISD. And to get some of the responses, some of the emails, that was the fun part because um, you know, mom said, oh my gosh, my kid finally has notebook paper. They're not having to use my computer paper. And you would have thought I bought them the coolest gift. Like they were so excited to feel like some normalcy because they had their own scissors and markers and supplies. And so that was something very small. It wasn't a huge expense that we were able to do immediately to better serve our families. And then as the pandemic rolled around, rolled along and continues to, we partnered with companies throughout the, the North Texas area to get masks for our teachers, to get PPE, to also make sure that we had online services. So one of the interesting things for our families, kids in school, the, the governor and TEA said you can do virtual school, but we still had a requirement that kids had to show up and do a computer, I'm sorry, a science lab. So science lab, you have to physically go in the lab and do different projects. And we had to purchase software in order for students to do virtual science labs. And so we were able to find a donor, um, our friends at Toyota North America, who gave us the money 
to go ahead and purchase that software so that our students never had a hiccup in their learning. They were able to apply what they were learning in the classroom in a lab setting online. And it was just one of the ways that we were able to kind of really work with the district to identify what are our current needs, not, not what did we plan for or budget for, but what do we have to do today to make sure our kids are thriving and they're still learning in this different environment. Yeah, and I think, you know, just to add to that a little bit, um, one of the things I'm most proud that the foundation was able to do is, is as Jamie's pointed out, really kind of adjust to the, to the changing circumstance. Many of the programs that we had originally budgeted last year just weren't going to happen under the current circumstances. For example, summer camp and the teacher externship programs where we have teachers go into businesses and work through their summer vacation and really kind of learn firsthand how, how to, uh, what it's like in the business world. We had to kind of be prepared to make adjustments. And so many of the programs that Jamie pointed out are part of that adjustment. But one of the little things that I think we did, we recognized I, I, Jamie, really, I, let's give credit where credit is due. Jamie uh, helped recognize that our teachers were really struggling as they neared the end of that first fall semester. They had so much stress and anxiety over the combination of virtual learning and teaching the classrooms. And it was really a tough year for our teachers. And we just a little thing, we reached out to um, Central Market put together a little uh, care package for our teachers, distributed it to all the schools. It didn't cost the foundation a lot of money, but it was a, it was something that was very well received by teachers. Just to say, thank you. We recognize that you're working hard um, and we're here for you. Just let us know uh, if you need help. I mean, we have the employee crisis fund, which is available, which helps teachers out in, 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 in times of crisis. Uh, our teachers didn't really need to access the fund because they were well supported in other ways, but we did recognize the stress. And I think that little care package that we distributed in December was right before the holidays really helped them kind of get through into the next semester. So again, just another example. Fantastic. It's, uh, it's truly impressive how you guys have, uh, you know, changed with the times and reacted to, um, you know, events that are uh, something like we've never experienced before, obviously. Um, so something that we have experienced before in the past and has become a part of Plano lore is Ski Plano, which is, I think, one of your largest annual fundraising events. So how did uh, the pandemic affect that? And um, what are the plans for uh, 2022? So Ski Plano is always everyone's favorite gala because you can put on your jeans and you put on your puffy jacket and you come to the Marriott and we have a great time and we raise money for students and for programs and educators and it's it's actually this past year was our 25th anniversary of Ski Plano. Um, during the pandemic we did choose to go to a virtual at-home experience which was different but I will tell you it reached new donors. We had new families that typically maybe wouldn't have come to the event in person, but they were able to have an experience at home. We put together um, boxes with food and goodies and games and things for, um, for each participant. We were still able to raise money for the foundation through an online silent auction. And right now we're kicking off um, the planning for our 2022 Ski Plano. So little bit of a uh, question. I'm going to give you all a little question here. What does Ski Plano stand for? Anybody know? Oh, oh Steve. Um, hmm. 
Society, Society of Killer Instincts. <laughs> Wrong. It is uh, Supporting Kids in Plano. So SKI is actually an acronym, but we love the fact that it means we get to dress and enjoy feeling like we're on the slopes. Uh, I was close. I was close. Event. You were close. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but we will um, have our event February the 5th of 2022 and we've just started kind of kicking off the the initial sponsorship and everything um getting things the theme and the plan so just watch for more information it's an easy fun way to support the foundation and support Plano ISD yeah and I think one of the cool things about it, it you know and this may be kind of more of a pre-pandemic uh, point than, than it is currently but um, you know, it's one of the few kind of gala type events that you can go to throughout the year where you don't have to get dressed up in a, in a coat and tie or a dress. You can just go. Last year was a 70s theme or two years ago was a seven or 80s theme. You can just go and be yourself and have fun, see your friends. And it's really a, a great way to raise money for a great cause. I especially so I went to my first ski plano two years ago, I guess the last one we had in person was the 80s theme. And I really got to know people's personalities because one, yes. I had no idea that that much 80s ski wear was out there. And two, it was really fun. Even if, even though it's in the winter, you know, we're in Texas and it was fun to see everybody in their heavy coats and crazy wigs and everything when it's like, 70 degrees outside <laughs> well and i'll tell you the funniest part about that event is in the contract we say you must crank the air conditioner down like that is a given we want people to feel cold and not be too warm because they're there in their ski gear so well, it was it's a fun time event. amazing event excited to attend again well we are going to take a quick break um, but we will be back with jeff and jamie in just a second and we're going to get the inside scoop on um an exciting new opportunity, the Robinson Fine Arts Center. So we'll be right back. The 30th annual Plano Chamber and Mercedes-Benz of Plano Golf Tournament is coming up Monday, September 27th. Held at Pecan Hollow, this beautiful course will serve as the perfect setting for a day of building connections and friendly tournament play. We're currently taking teams of four and individual golfers who will compete for prizes, bragging rights, and cash. Not a golfer? That's okay because we are also looking for volunteers to enjoy a day outside and companies who'd like to meet and market to golfers on all 18 holes of Lincoln Hollow. Don't wait, space is limited, so reserve your spot today. Registration is required and must be completed no later than Thursday, September 23rd. Contact the chamber to find out more. This episode of the Plano Pulse podcast is brought to you by Beckley and Associates. At Beckley and Associates, we appreciate that you have worked hard to grow and sustain your business. In these uncertain times, you deserve a trusted advisor that will help you understand how to meet your goals, keep more of what you make, and give you better peace of mind. If you are looking for trusted tax professionals who do more than prepare your annual taxes, then you need Beckley and Associates. We offer tax and accounting advisory and compliance services that are suited to meet your business and personal needs. For more, visit Beckley.cpa. At Beckley & Associates, we are inspired every day by your trust in us. Please visit us at Beckley.cpa. That's simply Beckley.cpa. 
Welcome back to Plano Pulse. We are here with Jeff Beckley and Jamie Jolly with the Plano ISC Education Foundation. Thanks again for joining us today. Happy to be here. Yes, thank you very much for being here. We appreciate your time. Um, one of the most ambitious projects for the Education Foundation is the funding of an endowment to support the new Robbie and Lenore Robinson Fine Arts Center. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about it and uh, how it came about? And then also when what we can expect from the finished facility. Yeah, so back in 2015, somewhere in that time frame, the, the school district had issued a bond referendum that passed. It, one of the components included a fine arts center. And as uh, many of us know or realize, there is not a uh, preeminent uh, fine arts center here, uh, particularly for our school children here in the, in the Plano area in, in this, within the city of Plano. Um, oftentimes our kids are having to play uh, orchestra, say, for example, in, in, a, um, in a gymnasium. And it's just not an ideal situation. We have a phenomenal student body of, of uh, arts performers. And the, and the Fine Arts Center is really uh, a great way to kind of showcase their talents in, in a more uh, kind of respectful way of the work that they're doing. And so in 2015, the bond referendum was passed, the ground is broken, and we fast forward here to 2021, we're getting right to the precipice of opening that facility here. And the Education Foundation has the responsibility of raising funds to help support the operating expenses of the fine arts facility going forward. So it, I mean, Jamie, if you want to take over from there yeah. and talk about the kind of specifics. Yeah, so the the fine arts center, the operating, you can imagine this facility is very different. It has two large performance areas. It also has an art gallery. There's a lot of different technology and support that's needed for this type of facility. So the foundation did agree to um, establish an endowment and uh, fundraise for that endowment through June of 2022. And the goal is to raise 3.2 million to support the ongoing operations. Um, Robbie and Lenore Robinson were both known in this community as arts patrons. And um, just prior to Mr. Robinson's passing, they actually, um, the estate made a contribution of half a million dollars to the endowment in their name. Um, we had already as a district voted to name the building after them just based on their involvement in our community and their passion for the arts. Um, but it's a very exciting facility. Uh, what makes it different than some other performing arts centers that you see in uh, different school districts is we actually have a gallery. So there is a formal art gallery. And actually when we open the new center, the art gallery will feature the personal collection of Robbie and Lenore Robinson and along with art from our students. And so that'll be exciting to kind of share their passion for art and teach more people about um, their role in our community and, um, and their involvement in the arts. So that's, that's a little bit about it. We hope to open it uh, this fall. We're in the final phases of construction. And so so you can actually drive by, it's on Alma and 15th, just north there at 15th. And uh, you can see the facility, it, it looks, on the outside, it looks like it, it's getting close to being done. So we hope to open the building up very soon so that our students in our community can get inside and experience it. 
That's fantastic. I'm so excited to see it. And I know one thing I've noticed since being more involved in the community is we have a lot of arts in our community, but they're very scattered. You know, yes. you have to go here to find this or here to find that. And I think, I think maybe a unintentional uh, advantage is it's going to be such a great way to bring it all together. So that's amazing. And part of it is so that we can have a community asset. We want, obviously we have a large need when you take our three senior highs and all the campuses and they're all gonna have performances in that building, but there's gonna be times where we can bring in um, the Plano Symphony Orchestra or Chamberlain Ballet or other community partners to use that facility. And uh, yes, we are very excited to have another venue to go to as, as an opportunity for everyone. Well, you kicked off the Staging the Future Endowment campaign that you just talked about earlier this year with a goal of raising $3.2 to support the Fine Arts Center. Can you talk a little bit about how it's going and how donors can get involved if they're interested? Yeah, so the campaign is going along quite well. Uh, we've already raised a million dollars toward that goal, and uh, we have good momentum. And the interesting thing is we're bringing in a lot of donors that may not be familiar with the Education Foundation, may have a passion for the arts. And so we're really kind of tapping into a community that is supporting our education, but they're doing it more through the arts. And so that's been really uh, rewarding. Um, there are a number of ways that you that one could participate in the facility. Right now, we have a number of naming opportunities. And one of the things that I'll point out is those naming opportunities are lifetime naming opportunities. And if you think about lifetime naming opportunities for a fine arts center in Plano, how many fine arts centers have we built in the city of Plano from the ground up? Uh, this is the first one I can think of. Lifetime could mean literally millennia. Um, no, but uh, figuratively millennia. But um, so the naming opportunities are available. And so uh, the best way to, to reach out, we, we do have an email address that you can reach. It's the acronym for Robertson Fine Arts Center, R-F-A-C at PISD.edu uh, to get more information. But one of the things that I would encourage anybody that wants to, that has an interest in supporting the Fine Arts Center to do go schedule a tour, check out the facility. It will sell itself. It is an amazing, and if you, if you guys haven't had a chance to see it inside, you've got to see it. It is just really remarkable, and our students are really going to benefit tremendously from it. Uh, you will really be impressed, and I would encourage anyone who hasn't seen the inside of that facility, go get a tour before, uh, before it opens, after it opens, but more than anything, you know, um, get your chance to to sponsor something very special to our community. You talk about the facility and how great it is and how it's going to sell itself. Um, we've seen, uh, you know, renderings of the facility and the unique design. How, how is this space going to serve not only our PISD students, but also the community at large? Yeah. So the facility itself, um, it doesn't house a, a permanent student body. So there's going to be populations coming from the different schools, depending on performances and practices and things like that. We're also hosting UIL competitions in the venue. Um, it's big enough to host our Academy High School graduation, which in the past we've had to take to Richardson's Eisman Center, uh, but it'll seat about 1700 in the main auditorium theater. You know, it's funny, I've, I've given a lot of tours. I've gone through hard hat and potential donors. 
And I would have to say one of the best tours I went on was with, actually with a group of students who got a sneak peek because the fact that they get to perform there and to see it from their perspective is pretty cool. Um, but the, the space itself was designed by Bora Architects out of Oregon. And they really worked in, if you look at the site for the building, it sits on the banks of a creek and that runs behind it. There's lots of natural trees and things like that. And so um, they really tried to work that into the design. So you'll see that even in the coloring of the, the seats in the main auditorium, the way the walkways curve, um, the orchestra pit and the way that it's uh, laid out and designed. And then of course, uh, lots of natural light. It is, you can stand in the gallery and see out above you. It's really got a neat feel to it. Um, so we're excited to get folks in there and, and experience it. It will also be used for corporate events. Uh, there's a space for luncheons and um, receptions and things like that. So we expect it to be booked pretty solid. Um, we have one staff person that's full time over there right now. And I think we're keeping him busy just getting things booked when it opens. But we're excited to welcome the community in soon and, and have them see it for themselves. So how can local businesses get involved and support Plano ISD and the Education Foundation's work across the board? So I would answer that question first by kind of uh, drawing on my own personal experience with the foundation. The first thing that I think that you need to ask yourself is the same question I asked myself when I started with the foundation is why would I why should I get involved with the foundation? Why is it, why should it be important to me as a business owner, as a business leader here in the community? And for me, uh, it's, it's not just about um, kind of giving back to the community. That's the old kind of tired phrase about why you volunteer. For the Education Foundation, we don't have kids that are in the PISD, uh, and I'm sure many of our business owners don't. For me, it's about thinking about all the teachers that really impacted my life when I was growing up and helped me become the kind of person that I am. And that is so powerful to me that uh, I wanna do my part to help kind of contribute back to the community, to contribute back to our school district because those teachers helped me become the person I am. And I want our students to become the kind of people that we know they're capable of becoming. So first, Ask yourself why you would want to get uh, why you would want to participate, and if you find it in your heart that you want to give back to the, our kids and give our kids that chance to become the citizens that you know they're capable of being, then sign up, come be a board member, come participate in Ski Plano, come to the Grants to Educator program where we give out uh, grants to our teachers where they're so appreciative of the effort that the foundation is 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 taking to help support them in their classrooms. And those are the kinds of things that really, uh, really kind of, uh, you know, really touch my heart when I see those uh, teachers receive that. It's not a big check. It might be $200, $500 of support for their classroom, but it means so much to them. Uh, for me, that makes it all worthwhile. And that's why business owners, that's how business owners can get involved. Just, you know, find it in your heart and then come participate We'd love to have you on the board. We'd love to have you as a sponsor. We'd love, love to have you come to Ski Plano or Grants to Educators. That says a lot, Jeff. Your passion is um, unmistakable there. Good for you. That's, that's great. So how can um, listeners stay up to date on what's going on with the foundation and, and the RFA 
see and, and everything else that's going on with the program? Yeah, so our website is uh, pisd.edu forward slash foundation. And um, we're fortunate that we are hand-in-hand in, hand in partnership with Plano ISD. So a lot of the work that we're doing gets reported out through the district and um, gets reported at school board meetings as part of uh, the support that we provide them. And then also follow us on social media. Well, that is all the time we have for today, unfortunately. I could talk uh, on these topics all day with both of you. Jeff, Jamie, thank you so much for taking the time to be here and chat with us today and take a stroll down memory lane on the podcast. Um, I know just not only from hearing all everything that you talked about today, but also just watching everything that you've done since the pandemic started, um, it comes as no surprise that the Chamber honored the Plano ISD Foundation, Education Foundation as Community Partner of the Year in 2020. So congratulations on that honor. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you both, Jeff and Jamie. Uh, you have done a great job. And obviously, this is a labor of love and passion for you. And it's so important to the community. So uh, thank you again for all the great work you do. And to our listeners, uh, if you'd like to get your business uh, in front of our listeners, contact the Chamber to learn more about sponsorship opportunities of this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to Plano Pulse. Please let us know what you think. Rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends and colleagues, and be sure to tune in for the next episode. Hey everyone, Kelly Marcellus here, your president and CEO of the Plano Chamber. Are you looking to kickstart your Friday morning with dozens of local business owners and professionals? Set your alarm and join us for our weekly business interchange meetings for networking worth waking up early for. Meetings are held at 7.30 a.m. every Friday morning. Join us and share your 30-second commercial promoting your business and be the first to hear what's going on with other local businesses. Visit planochamber.org to learn more and we'll see you next Friday. Music.